0: This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman.
1: Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 91 of Small Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Smallman, and our other host, Steve Cerruti, is standing by on the line here. And I guess this is another episode of Small Talk Investigates, or whatever it is that you want to call what we've been doing recently. But Steve and I basically just have some questions about life, and we wanted to bring in people with the life experience to answer these questions. The first one that we did was when we spoke to Matt. He was a married, a formerly married man who had an affair, and we wanted to talk about the logistics of an affair. How does one go about executing infidelity with in their marriage and then the next person we wanted to speak to was an instagram model and we have an amazing instagram model who is on deck for you today we're going to talk to her about how she got her start how this became a career what her dms are like does she feel pressure to have plastic surgery and to alter her appearance because of her profession we're going to answer all those questions with maddie moore who's an instagram model coming up soon but before we do that let's bring in steve saruti so what's up how you been buddy
0: Chilling, you know, at home. Very interested to talk to Maddie more because I think the two main people we wanted to talk to, we wanted to talk to a cheater. Uh, we talked to Matt, obviously, who we now liked a lot and even some I guess, not some flack from that, but I think we liked him maybe more than some of the listeners did. Um, and another person is maddie an instagram model we're going to talk to in a second who i am super interested in talking to because i just have so many random questions for her about what her life is like i just feel like these are generally things that the average person like you and i doesn't know much about but wants to know about and maybe you don't even know that you need to know the the answers to some of these questions but i've always wondered like we know all there's there's all these instagram models now and we know that they're making money and they're they all of them are super attractive and we kind of want to be a part of their lives i want to know what their lives are actually like
1: that's right. We know that social media is a main, main thread in all of our lives. And it just seems like one day we woke up and there was this entire profession of Instagram modeling out there and nobody really know how it got started and or how you became an Instagram model or what really denotes being an Instagram model. So Stephen, we have got some questions and thankfully we have an expert. We have an actual verified Instagram model on the line who's going to answer these questions for us. And we're pumped to welcome in Maddie Moore. You can follow her on Instagram at the Moore. T-H-E M-A-D-D-I-E M-O-O-R-E. She is a beautiful girl. She's a model. She also is a nutrition coach, all of these things. She's definitely a slashy. But with 110,000 followers, she is certainly a professional professional Instagram model. So Maddie, thank you so much for joining us. And we're excited to chat with you.
2: Hey, guys, it's a pleasure. I'm excited to be here.
1: Okay, Steve, I know that you have a lot of background questions. So why don't you go first?
0: (laughs) I mean, I've written down dozens of questions that I have for you. So I'll try to keep them in some sort of decent order. But like, we want to start with how you got into this profession, like how you got to do how you became so successful. So Let's just start with this. How did you get started basically in the IG model scene? Was it something that you had always wanted to do? Was it something that you just started posting pictures and it kind of blew up? Like, how did it start for you, Maddie?
2: Honestly, you know, it's been a few years since my Instagram has kind of like been gradually growing. I'd say um, just recently I shot up from like 50K, 210K. And honestly, when I started as a model, it was more of like shooting here and there, um, I just moved to California from St. Louis, so the modeling world definitely a lot smaller in St. Louis. Um, so I would say, honestly, I kind of just like taught myself how to model with working with like photographers all over St. Louis. And then once I kind of got more attention that way, I actually was um, reached out to by a small agency in St. Louis um, called Menagerie Models. And I kind of got um, a little bit of work With them there, but um, honestly, my biggest advice to someone who doesn't really know where to start, that's how I started. Just start working with smaller photographers, grow your brand that way, Um, decide what kind of modeling you want to do and you're comfortable with. And then the the photographers and different brands are going to start reaching out to you. And that's kind of what happened to me. Um, I recently moved to L.A. to be able to really start working with other brands and whatnot, because you have to be around big photographers and those kind of brands to really excel and grow online. So you're legitimate.
1: So, Maddie, you talk about initially starting out in the modeling world. How did that initial first session go? Or is this something that you sought out to do? Or did someone say, hey, why don't you come do the shoot with me? And then it kind of blew up from there. Or was this something that you always wanted to do?
2: I've always loved being in front of the camera. Like I feel like I'd always take selfies in college and I was like, I I would totally be like interested in doing some modeling. And um, this is like when Instagram first came out was when I was in college. And like you would post the weirdest stuff to your Instagram, like a picture of your dog or like a selfie, like things like that. So I'd say like the evolving of Instagram actually introduced me to a photographer in St. Louis and he was like, Hey, like, I know you don't really model, but would you be interested in shooting? And you know, I don't, you don't have to post the pictures anywhere. He was like, you just are very photogenic. I'd love to shoot you. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So I just kind of like started that way. And I was like, well, that was fun. And then I like, was able to actually post legitimate pictures to my weird Instagram. (laughs)
0: You said you went from like fifty thousand to well, now what one hundred and ten thousand followers. Like, was there a reason for that? Did you do a shoot with somebody? Did you meet up with somebody? Like, what's the reason for? There are so many, you know, good-looking people obviously in the world. I'm just fascinated to know, like, what makes some people blow up and some people not.
2: It's kind of back to like what I was talking about with like who you work with. So, um, for instance, I feel like I've been very strategic lately with who I work with. Um, people who actually have a really good following like a photographer that's who you want to like work with because that's going to really help you and then you don't really need an agent to grow up on and to blow up on instagram i kind of like took that step and initiative myself with working with this photographer he um shot me in la miami and vegas now and he posted me a few times and i feel like every single time he posts me i get like a thousand followers
1: Wow, that's amazing. So when you say that you shot with him in all of these different locations, who's paying for that? Is this something that a brand reaches out to you or reaches out to the photographer and says, hey, I want Maddie to model the swimsuits? Or the photographer says, hey, I, we're looking for a model for X. And then they arrange it with you. Or is this something where you say, OK, for me to get those deals, I need to shoot with a really well-known photographer and expand my brand?
2: Yeah, honestly, it can kind of be all three of those. Um, you know, if it's a brand, then they are going to be paying you to shoot. Um, sometimes they even give you like, if you're doing clothing, like I've had, um, shot for like suit brands and stuff and they'll just send it to you, pay you. And then like, either you can work with someone to get the pictures or you take the pictures yourself, or you're actually getting hired with a photographer with the brand and going to an actual shoot. But, um, as far as like the, what the last trip that I took, um, I actually was already like in those cities and we coordinated that way. And it was more of just a fashion shoot. It wasn't me shooting for a brand that trip, but you just like really never know.
0: That's a great segue into my next question. Cause I'm fascinated. Like you talk about different photographers that you work with, but also, you know, you'll post selfies and different things like that stuff where you're not, you know, completely done up more like at your house, just kind of like hanging out. We're doing like yeah. a pie graph here, right? What percentage of photographs on your phone are selfies?
2: Oh gosh. Well, <laughs> Phew. <laughs> I would say, like, like lately I haven't been taking as many selfies because, like, I have a lot of content that I haven't posted yet with photographers, so I feel like as far as if I'm, like, trying to take a really bomb selfie, then it's a lot of work. <laughs> so I just kind of resort to the pictures I already have. <laughs> but I would definitely say I have it on on my phone. Like, let's be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's your job, right? you got to be taking selfies all the time, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, things thing that's silly as like, you know, my friend does my lashes, so I help promote her business that way. So that's a good selfie mm-hmm. reason, right? Or, like, um, if I get my hair done by somebody, like, back in St. Louis, I actually worked with a girl that did my hair, and I would, like, post selfies for her for discounts, or sometimes she would do it for free if I sent her a lot of people. So it's, like... Some of the things that I do, like, I don't get paid for, but it's, like, a good cross promo because it's, like, I got my hair done or my lashes. Like, it's just so interesting how Instagram has become, like, literally you're advertising yourself as a person.
1: Maddie, when's the first time that you realized, okay, wait, I can actually make money doing this? Or the first time a, a brand or a photographer was like, hey, I'm going to pay you to do this?
2: Yeah, shoot. Okay. So I guess I've been modeling uh, since I was, gosh, like 22. I'd say, like, the last few years have been um, my page has been big enough to get paid for. I would say that, unfortunately, like, hitting until you hit like 50K, a lot, or unless you have a ton of like interaction, like, it's like if you have 20K and you're getting 20K likes, like, you're crushing it because that's, like, a really high percentage. But I'd say by the time I hit 50K was when I actually was getting offered, like, either, like, trade or getting paid per post. Um, my, my first deal was actually with Budweiser. I guess that was, like, three or four years ago. And um, that was because I was a local influencer, and I had a ton of followers. And they paid me $1,500 for three posts. And they gave me all free, like, Budweiser gear and beer and stuff. Like, it was, like, the best thing ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do it for the swag. I love that. Yeah. I So I, I think about this a lot. I'll have things that I post. and I'm very selective of things that I post on Instagram. And a lot of it isn't necessarily about the pictures, but it's more about what the caption is. Do you kind call- of... <laughs> how hard is it to think of a good caption for a specific picture and then when you're someone like yourself where you're obviously very attractive and people are looking at you know want want to like look like you and and, and follow you because you're obviously attractive too do you put a lot yeah. of thought into that like how much thought goes into the caption when people are mostly looking at the pictures
2: you know what's funny is is my best friend that i live with we've been best friends for like 10 years she is like the queen of funny captions like so, so if you ever see me post, like, a funny caption, it's probably not me. It's probably because she told me to post that caption. <laughs> but I feel like in general, like, personally, my captions are normally, like, they're pretty serious. Like, I feel like, I, like I'll, put, I'll, like, actually put some blood into it. Um, I also, I own a meal prep business, so I, I kind of do both of these things. I do the modeling, and mainly my bread and butter is actually my meal prep business. So I'd say, like, my modeling captions are a little more, like, maybe playful or, like, a a song lyric I love or maybe Carly's helping me, my roomie, with the caption and it's funny. Um, My other posts are more towards nutrition and health, so those are a little more serious. And um, just personal, I feel like the more, whether you're a model, you're an influencer or, you know, you want to grow your brand, the more you showcase who you are, which... It means, like, personal um, captions. Like, that's how people are going to get to know you and relate to you.
1: Maddie, I want to rewind just a little bit. You talked about the first time that you did a paid post. It was with Budweiser because you were here local in St. Louis, and they realized that you were an influencer. How did you even build the following here locally? Because... I always wonder about that, because I'm sure at that point you were kind of what they call a micro-influencer, right? You were just like a local person with a certain amount of following. But even then, to Steve's point, there's all of these hot people on Instagram all the time. I wonder the first thing that maybe you posted or something to where you said, "Okay, wait, I'm getting a lot of likes on this and a lot of new followers. How did you go from zero to the point where Budweiser wanted to partner with you?
2: I kind of have had jobs all over the place, but I would say that, Uh, my bread and butter for like the St. Louis like community and how people got to know who I am or started following me or whatever um I actually was an event planner um it's called 180 Entertainment I used to work for them and so I was like heavily involved in the event theme and um I feel like a lot of people got to know me that way and would follow me because I would post about like events that I would be working or that were, like, coming up and everything. So it actually was, like, didn't really have to do with, like, my modeling stuff. Like, I definitely posted, like, cute selfies and stuff. Like, I just feel like I've always been that girl from St. Louis that is not afraid to, like, be myself. If I want to post in a pic, like, a lingerie, like, bodysuit or, you know, on the set or a cute selfie, like, I I will. And, like, um St. Louis is such a small town. I feel like everyone just talks about everyone. So... Might as well leave your mark, you know.
1: <laughs> totally agree. As a girl in St. Louis, from St. Louis, I feel you on that one. And was that ever something that was difficult for you? Because I can imagine here you are posting these photos where you're like, yeah, I look good. I know I look good. I'm getting <laughs> all of these followers and this response for it, and I'm building this brand. Was it ever difficult for you? Because I know other females can be judgmental at times. Like, oh, was, was that yes. ever difficult for you, especially Honestly, in St. Louis? Honestly, it's so
2: weird. Yeah. Like, um... Everyone, I think, thinks that I'm, like, super outgoing and maybe full of myself because, like, I post that stuff. But I'm actually, like, more of, like, a shy person. I'm very humble. So I feel like um, sometimes, unfortunately, when you pick yourself out there, even if it's, you know, even though I'm in the health industry as well, like, people either, like, are like, yeah, you go, girl, post that picture. Give me tips on how you look like that or, like, good for you for doing your modeling thing, whatever. Or they're like this girl I can't believe she posted that like that's so crazy and like especially because i have my boobs done too it's like oh my god it's either she just has big boobs or you know she's a porn star or whatever and i'm like dear god like eh, small small town mindset
0: one of the things that i really wanted to ask you was about the influencer and the ig model scene right i I want to know is it, you know, the community of all you you know, guys and girls, are you more supportive? Is there, are there rivalries? Is there like a, like a Jordan, you know, I don't know, Barkley thing like in the 90s in the NBA? Like, is there some sort of rivalry between the top people in the Instagram model scene? Are you all mostly friendly with each other? How does it work?
2: You know, so it's been interesting moving to LA um, because I've actually really gotten to experience more of that route of a question because like in St. Louis, there's really not any girls that like model like me back home if that makes sense. Like, I definitely feel like they're like some like bloggers and stuff, but I feel like they're more like, they're more subtle. They're just writing about like fashion and stuff. And I mean, I'm out here like promoting all kinds of brands, clothing wise and everything. Um, So back home, I never really like got to experience, you know, if there were rivalries or not, it was just girls doing their thing. But um, in LA, like from what I'd experienced from like coming here and visiting versus like moving here to, um, I've had really good relationships with the girls. I mean, um, I think if you're nice, that helps. <laughs> but um, I think a lot of girls here, like, they're here to do the same thing. I haven't really had any cattiness or anything weird happen. So that's good. Um, you know, which, <laughs> I mean, girls can definitely be that way. But I feel like everyone, especially in L.A., like, you're here to make it. You're here to do your own thing. So as long as someone's not stepping on your toes. I don't see anyone really being crazy.
1: But what is it like for guys? Because I imagine, first of all, are you single or are you dating?
2: Um, I'm definitely like dating. You know, moving to LA has been a very interesting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. But I'm single. <laughs> okay. You know? So all you guys out there listening, this is a guy-heavy podcast. She is single. But um, <laughs> I just wonder what that is like for you as someone who is dating someone or looking to date someone, if you meet somebody, what's the first thing they're going to do is they're going to pull up your Instagram. And is that ever something that has deterred guys from wanting to date you because maybe they're intimidated or because they're like, oh, "Oh, shoot, she's probably, you know, got a million dudes in her DMs? Right.
2: You know, it's interesting as I, like, was talking to someone recently and I do feel like it really bothered him, like, that I have a lot of followers and stuff. Because it's like, of course we all, like, if you... Hot girls have hot guys and not hot guys in their DMs and creepy guys, all the kinds of weirdos. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) you know, it's one of those things where, like, I have to be with someone who's confident and, like, supportive. And, unfortunately, that's one of the reasons why the last relationship that I had, like, wasn't going to work. You just couldn't get over it. And I was like, you can literally take my phone and read my DMs. I promise you, I'm not responding back to these weird guys. But... It is one of those things where it's, like, I am who I am, and I feel like some guys can handle that and some can't. Well,
0: speaking of the DMs, go into more detail. Like, what are the DMs like? Are they just aggressive (laughs) or just guys firing at you left
2: and right? Oh, God. Yeah, they're definitely – sometimes I'm like, did your mom raise you right? Like, I'm a little concerned about you. (laughs) Like, like some of them go – they'll just be like, you're hot, or it'll be like, you're so sexy, like, come over and bang me or something just like crazy. And I'm like, what Like, did this sound good in your head before you said it? Like, or did you think about this at all? Or like the foreign ones are really bad. Like the guys who are literally foreign and like barely speak English. I like won't repeat the DMs because they're just gross, but interesting. I can imagine.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. And, you know, Maddie, for me, I work at a radio station at ESPN here in St. Louis, and I feel like the, the guys who follow you on Instagram and the guys who listen to my show, the Venn diagrams are probably on top of one another. You know what I mean? We're probably dealing with...
0: It's just a circle. Yeah, it's just yep. a circle of, like, the same type of dude
1: we're probably dealing with. I block yes. a lot of guys. I don't care how many followers I have. If you say something perverted to me, you're blocked. No questions asked. But for you, if you're trying to, like, your follower count really Matters. The amount of people that follow you is what is making brands interested in working with you. So, how does that work? Because you probably don't want to block people, but you also probably don't want to deal with their bullshit.
2: Well, I know. I literally just don't open their DMs. <laughs> like, or you can hit the like restrict the restrict button, which is a really great option for people who like leave inappropriate messages or comments on my photos. Because like. I get a ton of comments, but not enough where you're not going to be able to see those. So, like, I literally just go and I'll restrict to that person. So, like, it won't – like, it'll look like they're writing on my stuff, but it won't actually be seen by anybody. So that's a really great option to keep them as a follower, I guess. But, yeah, like, I don't open any DMs unless I'm interested in in you as a man. Or if it's, like, a girl. Like, I do have girls reach out and be like, where would you get that top? Or, like, who does your – your, your lashes, you know, whatever. I'll answer those types of questions, but otherwise I just don't answer them because then they'll just keep popping up.
0: <laughs> I've always laughed. I've talked about this with Michelle, Maddie. It's like if someone hits you up and it's just like, hey, you look hot, what are you supposed to say back to that? Are you supposed to be like, thanks? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't even
2: know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> these guys that just hit people up in the DMs and just say these things. I don't know what kind of response they're trying to get. Maybe they're just trying to get a response, period, which is probably the right answer. But I've just never right. understood that culture of just firing all these DMs off at hot people just because you can
2: Right. When it's like, if you're going to do it, make it more, like, personal sounding so that I actually think maybe yeah. that you maybe like me as a person instead of being, like, she's just hot. Like, I'm like, I actually, like, yeah. have a brain, too, and, like, am a person.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So we've talked about other girls and how you've dealt with that. We talked about dudes and the difficulties of dating. I want to know about your family because you're from St. Louis. I'm from St. Louis. I know how Midwestern dads are. They can be protective and sometimes conservative. Have you had conversations with your dad about this? Does he follow you on Instagram? What does he think about your your
2: job? Um, My dad doesn't have social media. Thank God. (laughs) So um, haven't really had to show him my pictures or anything. Um, but he knows I model and like he is supportive. I feel like in regards to what I talk to him about is more along the lines of shit that I've just had to deal with with um girls giving me a hard time back home because it used to like really hurt my feelings. I'm like I'm literally like getting paid to model and post a lot of new pictures and of course people are haters and You know, the weird thing about St. Louis is that, and I, well, it's everywhere, of course, but I feel like a lot of people in St. Louis make fake Instagrams. And then they have, like, they, for example, I remember on Chris, I'll never forget this, this Christmas, someone, like, sent me this long message, and it was, like, from a fake profile, and it was, like, oh, you're a transvestite, your meal prep business is a joke, like, all these weird shit. And I'm just, like, hey, like, you literally are trying to ruin my Christmas, really. And I just kind of got upset because I was like, don't come for my, you can say what you want about me. Like, we're all, we all think someone's ugly, right? Like, that's fine. But, like, don't come for my business and, like, me trying to help people for a living and, like, whatever. Anyways, I, like, cried about it at dinner and my dad was like, are you okay? And I'm just like, dude, I, like, brush off these comments all the time, but sometimes it's like your skin can't keep being thick all the time. And so I feel like my dad, like, kind of helps me when I'm like down or like upset if anything. I and mean, then, you know, he's not oblivious. Like, I mean, I do swimsuits and laundry modeling. Like he knows this, but it's like, he's like, you know, you just need to let it roll off your shoulders. These people are just bored. Like who has time to make a fake account to like bash someone, you know?
0: Mm-hmm is that kind of like the sneaky, I guess it's not so sneaky, but the hardest part of being this you know, Instagram model, a public figure where you're kind of getting all this negative attention. Like, you, like, Obviously there's a lot of positive attention, but there's a lot of negative attention as well. And a lot of it's yeah. no is that it is. Like it definitely the
2: hard, made part me build like a skin, to be honest, because I kind of had to, I mean, um, putting yourself out there is really hard and I don't think a lot of people think about that. And that's what makes me really sad when I see people trashing, even celebrities. I mean, Celebrities don't want to get trashed. Like, you know, whenever you put yourself out there, you're, you're not asking for it, number one. So that's like bullshit when people say that. It's not true. But, um, you know, I just, it's so interesting how people online think that they can say things and do those kinds of things. But it's made me, um, I think, more compassionate towards other people. And and if anything, I feel like I'm more more supportive for people who are putting themselves out there than maybe I wouldn't be if I haven't gone through this experience.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I always think to myself... The person that took the time to make a fake account to follow every move that you're making and on Christmas instead of spending time with their family took the time to write you a hatred message. While that sucks that you it hurt your feelings and you got upset, think about being that person. Think about that right. in your life, you know? And I know it's hard to think about that in the moment, but that's what I always think when these people say mean things to me or Steve or whatever and they try to make it personal, it's like, you know, you're projecting onto us how much you actually hate yourself. <laughs>
2: Right, I'm like, you're a fan, sweetheart. Like, I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs>
1: right. Okay, this is a random question, but has anyone famous ever fired in your DMs?
2: Oh, yeah. And, of course, it's no one that I ever want to, like, talk to, you know?
1: <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>
2: I was telling my friend that the other day, I was like, is someone cool going to pop up by my DM ever? Because it's always someone that I don't think's cute. Or that's super fucking lame. I'm like, what?
1: Can you tell us who? Or at least, like, one um, level? Like, are we
0: talking B-list, C-list, A-list? Like, where uh, are we at? Well,
2: They're just, like, never, like, they're, like, ath- honestly, they're athletes, okay? Okay, okay. And oh, of course. Of course. I, like, couldn't even tell you specific ones because they're ones that are just, like, they're not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they don't even, like, I think sometimes I have a better following than them, and I'm like, <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> athletes, like, there's one in particular. I won't say his name though, but this one definitely um, like has a serious girlfriend. He plays for the Lakers, and he—this is ridiculous—he has messaged all of my best friends because well, three. So two of my best friends from St. Louis. One of them lives here with me. He messaged her, and then he messaged one of my friends from back home that has a good following as well sends the DM. It's like a like a you know that option where it's like you can write text in it and send it as a picture in the DM. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Hey, how are you?" or something. And then what he does is um, once you open it, like he'll delete it. Oh, so it won't be there. Oh,
0: wow. Stabby. Move. And the reason
2: he does that is because he has a girlfriend. So what he'll do is he'll like message you and be like, um, "He did this." Or at least he did this to me, and then my friends knew that he did because I told them, like, hey, you'll never guess he messaged me on Instagram, like, place for the Lakers, or whatever. And they were like, dude, he messaged me too, but then he went and deleted his DM while well, one of them, like, hadn't opened it and saw that he deleted it, and then the other one, like, had opened it and texted me. So he, like, literally, whenever I was messaging with him, I was like, hey, what's up, or whatever he literally went and deleted all of his responses to me because he's creepy and obviously didn't want me to like screenshot it and send it to his girlfriend.
1: Whoa. That's a Man, professional so that, move. So
0: yeah. That's a savvy, that's a savvy bad move right there. Really. For being honest,
2: <laughs> it's like savage. And I, it's just like funny. Cause it's like these girls are in all of my pictures. Like you just don't care. Do you? <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's not just like random. Nobodies. It can be famous guys are saying athletes. They just sent out this wide net and they just fired DMs at all these people. And you can clearly see right through that, right?
2: Yeah. It's so, it's so crazy. I I definitely feel like now that I'm in LA, like I'll definitely get some more juicy people to tell you guys soon. But <laughs> I did have another model guy here that has like three kids and like definitely has a girlfriend that like still to this day messages me. And I'm like, my guy, like, it's not going to happen. <laughs>
0: Let me ask you this, because to circle back on, like, the dating thing, too. Do you find it that it's easier to communicate and meet with guys via DM if you're interested in them, if they're, like you know, whatever, if they check off all the boxes, or if you're out in the scene in real life?
2: Ugh. Well, you know what's so sad is, is, like, especially right now, obviously being in quarantine and everything um, in L.A., like, things aren't open here yet. I'm so jealous of you guys in St. Louis. <laughs> that stuff's, like, starting to open up. But, like, right now, it's, like, I feel like everyone's, like, DMing everyone and, like, bored and stuff. But honestly, because I lived in St. Louis, like, I never could find any good guys via DM or even dating apps. Like, it just did not work for me. In um, L.A., I think it's going to be a little bit different because I'd be out and about a little bit more. And there's just so many hot okay. people here. Like, I'm going to really have to make a good checklist thing to make sure that I know what I'm kidding myself into here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I can echo that sentiment maddie the scene here it's rough it's super rough so but you talk shout about Blue. yeah shout out to st louis the singles in st louis but you, oh, t- you t- i know we can talk about that's a whole separate podcast but, <laughs> but you talk about when you are able to go back out and meet people you know you have one hundred and ten thousand followers and i'm sure there are people that even if they don't follow you see you on the explore page or they're familiar with who you are have you ever been recognized out in public because i always wonder about that i follow people on instagram that are you know influencers or whatever but i've never seen them actually out in public and i wonder if i would recognize them if i saw them out so i'm curious if anyone has ever come oh my gosh
2: yeah so the funny thing is is that you know in st louis um i'd say the last year of me being there you know i would go out and i definitely would have like 21 year olds come up to me and be like, Oh my God, can I get a picture with you? Or like, like, they're always boys. Like sometimes I guess there were girls or something, but, um, I feel like girls are a little more weird about it unless they're like outgoing, like, and they're like, girl, I follow you. You're killing it or whatever. I feel like sometimes the girls kind of just like whisper to their friends, like, Oh, that's Maddie Moore or whatever. And then the guys are always like, Hey, they're like very vocal. So that was, like, interesting being in St. Louis because I'm, like, I don't think of myself as being any famous girl or anything. But, like, once I started blowing up on Insta the last year, I was, like, oh, wow, this is weird. Um, And then now in L.A., like, I can't say that I've really been able to experience having anyone being, like, hey, I follow you on Insta because, like, I literally moved here March 9th. And that was, like, the weekend of, obviously, quarantine starting. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. But whenever I have seen, like, famous people here in L.A. that I follow, excuse me, and um, some of them, I definitely have seen some girls here that don't look anything like their pictures. Like, I don't know what they do to edit their faces or like you know every every person you see that modeled on Instagram with the photographers airbrush and all that stuff but like some of these pictures I'm like I like actually can't recognize you and I like hope well, that no one says that about me because that's like would be my biggest like sad thing ever <laughs> Well,
0: that's I, funny yeah. you bring that up because Michelle and I have talked about like you know we'll see different people and I think the big eyes thing is like the specific thing like there's whatever I don't know what app because I obviously I don't use them I'm not well versed in that but like there has to be some <laughs> sort of app or like it just makes your eyes look like gigantic cartoon character eyes.
2: <laughs> that's one of the, Yeah, like I the filters the, and you're like this is scary because yeah. he's
0: not looking like that at all. Exactly. It's like, do, do people not realize that that's not what you look like? So I want to ask you, are there like dirty tricks in the, of the trade of filters or things like that that people use that are looked down upon in the, in the Instagram model community or something? Or, or is it kind yeah. of like a free-for-all, whatever you want to do?
2: You know, I love a good filter here and there, um, not going to lie. <laughs> but that's like Snapchat. I feel like I use Snapchat filters. If I'm like feeling a little like I look a little tired, that's just an easy fix because then I don't really have to edit my face. And that's always just to post on, like, my story or something. I don't post those on my, like, actual feed because that's, like, really dramatic. And I feel like that doesn't – it's not a good image to, like, post all these, like, filter pictures on your feed, Mm -hmm. Um, especially as a model. I think that's probably the wrong route to go. But I'd say, like, of course, every girl that listens to this can relate. Um, Every single girl uses Facetune. So whenever you see that's an app that you use to edit yourself, you can edit it. I think you can edit your eyes, but I definitely know you can edit, you know, your body, or I think you can even spray tan yourself. Like, there's some crazy things you can do on those kinds of apps, of course, um, without having to, like, actually buy Photoshop and stuff. But Photoshop's what, like, photor- excuse me, photographers actually use with their models and everything. So I would say, like, the extreme I- that I've seen some girls use with that, I'm like, girl, like you don't look like (laughs) that.
1: How long does it take you, Maddie, to edit and or post a photo? Because I know I post rarely. I'm more of a story participant than an actual poster because looking through the filters and trying to contrast it and all that, it just is, it's a lot of work to try and figure out which photo looks the best. So I just i am like, forget it. I don't feel like dealing with this. So I'll just post it to my story and know that it'll go away. How long does it take you to edit it, filter it, whatever it is that you need to do to the photo, get the caption and then get it up?
2: For as much of a perfectionist as I actually am, I don't dwell on taking the time to do like it, it, like it doesn't take me very long. I guess I should say like I feel like if I like a picture, I'm like okay. If I need to like if I need to like add contrast or filter it or edit it or whatever, I should be able to do that in like less than five minutes. Because I'm number one like I don't have the time. To do anything crazy to these pictures, and like, luckily, like a lot of my work is already edited and all that stuff for me, so I don't have to do anything. Um, Caption-wise, I like seriously—if I think too much about it, then I won't post it. <laughs> I'm like, if it's mm-hmm. taking me a super long time to come up with a caption, or if I'm nervous to post it, then I just don't. Um, sometimes the one, the pictures that are more like lingerie and swimsuit, I would say sometimes I'm like, do I look good in this? Do I look good in this? Still good enough, this. And I've got to myself like that more than like two or three times and I'm not going to post it.
0: <laughs> I said before, I will not post things and I'm not like a super active poster. Like I don't post a ton, but when I do, like I kind of get in my own head because I want to think of a really cool caption. And then if I don't have a good caption in my mind, I just won't post the picture. So it's like, 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 it. like a, yeah. I don't know, I'm like in my own head, right. Which is stupid. But then I realized another thing. So my wife, her name is also Maddie. I've just like looked at her sort of habits on, on Instagram, whatever. If any of her friends, post something, it's an automatic like, right? Whether or not even it's a good photo or a good caption, whatever, it gets an automatic like, right? Where me, I'm a little bit more
2: picky when it comes to...
0: Yeah, but for me, I'm a little bit more picky, and and I say a little bit, I'm very picky when I come to liking things on Instagram. You have to just check certain boxes for me, right? Am I being a dick for just not liking a bunch of photos, Maddie?
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) Guys are just a little different. I feel like guys just don't really care as much as girls. Like, um, when it comes to, like, my, like, really good friends... I always, like, also comment on their picture for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just kind of maybe more of a girl thing because it's like, I support you, I love you, you're hot, you know, like whatever. Um, also, it really helps with algorithm whenever you do that for your friend's pictures. So, like, it's seen because the way Instagram is now is bullshit and you, like, have to, like, literally get interaction to, like, be shown on people's profiles sometimes. So it's like... yeah. Um, I feel like girls kind of understand the algorithm a little better because we're psychos and want to make sure our pictures get seen. So that's one reason I always like like and comment on my friend's stuff so it gets moved up.
1: That's very smart and very strategic and it works, obviously, if it's part of your industry. I want to know, Maddie, what yeah. you, what you think about buying followers and if you've ever done it, because I was reading an article about how some people, when they're really getting started in the Instagram modeling game, they'll buy followers. And then once they start getting bigger, they will kind of siphon them off or things like that. I just, I'm curious where you as someone who's actually in it kind of stand on that because some people are strictly, I will never buy followers. And other people are like, no, sometimes it's what you have to do to kind of get yourself going?
2: Sorry, I went hard this Memorial Day weekend. I'm like tired. <laughs> all good, um, good for you. I would say that I personally have never bought followers. Um, the way that I kind of started with traction of followers was actually when I was a blogger and I actually used to do giveaways with other bloggers. And that's, for example, I'm sure you guys have seen it where it's like like this photo, follow these people, comment, two people you want to win this Louis Vuitton bag with. And like literally what these people are doing is you buy in to be in the giveaway. So like you'll pay, I think $25 or something for instance, and it'll all go towards the price. So you really are giving away this Louis Vuitton in exchange for followers kind of. But the only thing is, is the, the crappy thing I realized with um, doing those giveaways was that, people unfollow not follow you. You know, if like they follow you for the giveaway, they don't win. They get sad. So they unfollow you. And it's like, okay, so I just paid some money for these legit followers. Cause they're not fake, but they don't follow me anymore. So, you know, whatever. And so um, Instagram kind of caught on to that. And I don't see as many giveaways now because I feel like Instagram kind of almost penalizes you if you do that, because it notices what you're doing. Um, they like think it's like a bot, even though they're real followers. So I stopped doing that a while ago, um, and I, I'm not blogging anymore, so I feel like that I don't really get those kinds of uh, options anymore. I should say, or people reaching out to me, which is totally fine because it's it's. I don't wouldn't say it like really works. It's kind of like a fifty-fifty thing. Um, besides that, I have never bought followers because it actually can hurt you um, if they're not real followers and they're not going to like your stuff and the, that's the kind of people that I like kind of am embarrassed for when you go to their profile and it'll say they have like 300k followers and they're getting a thousand likes on a photo and you're like dude you're fake like these aren't yeah. real followers you're not even getting the traction and algorithm for your algorithm that you deserve so my advice is definitely to not buy followers but I understand why people do it because of course you know followers are create value but brands are you know figuring that out if they look at your page and they're like dude this person has two comments and 100 likes and an outrageous amount of followers and no one's going to want to work with you because it just doesn't look very truthful
0: it's interesting because the nature of michelle and i sort of work like we're more on twitter i guess mm-hmm. and
2: yeah twitter wise i
0: look at yeah, and I'll look at somebody who has, like, uh, you know, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand followers, right? And they'll have a tweet, and they'll get, like, a dozen likes on it. And you're like, okay, something is off here. Like, that can't be real. Like, you can't possibly have that many followers. And that little amount of people like it or retweet it or interact with you whatsoever. Although I think Twitter did some sort of purge thing where they got rid of a bunch of the fake followers, which was, I, I guess, good to some extent. But, yeah, you got to watch out for the fakes out there for sure. But my last question for you, Maddie, was about I'm looking through your page and all this stuff, and there's just so many cool locations that you're at. Whose houses are these? These, like, immaculate pools. There's, like, these amazing <laughs> landscapes. Where do you go? Where does this take place?
2: So, um, you know, it, it's interesting because a lot of the places that I've shot at are, like, either someone's house that we know or a lot of them are, like, rented out for the shoot. So, like, for instance, the other day, we were actually supposed to shoot at this house that the photographer had rented out here in L.A., And, um, it was the one that I told you guys about that I shot with his, um, Instagram, his party, like JZL. He does a lot of my, um, stuff. He's very talented. Um, but he, I guess the girl that he was shooting after me is even more popping than me on Instagram. And she was like, Hey, like, I'm not comfortable with you shooting anyone else in that house because of the quarantine. And it's like, You know, we're all shooting and, like, trying to work as much as we possibly can. Um, So it was kind of funny. But I had up one of my friends that does live here, and he was like, yeah, you guys can shoot here, like, no worries. And just, like, have a house, like, on the hill and everything. I'm like, must be nice. But, um, yeah, so we ended up doing that just fine. But normally, like, um, a lot of the places you see are rented out. Um, like I won't personally know them, but if I do, like I definitely have asked people in the past, like, Hey, can I use your house or, um, sometimes the photographer will have it set up. So, Mm
1: -hmm. Maddie, I have two more questions before we let you go. And thank you again so much for your time. This has been awesome. No worries. Um, question number one, what's the most you've ever gotten paid? If you feel comfortable telling us for a post
2: for one post, I would say trying to think here. Or a partnership. For one, I'd say probably max, like, 1500
1: Because I'm assuming there's partnerships, too, where they'll say, like, hey, post three different photos or in your store. Yeah, whatever. just
2: like the Budweiser one I was telling you about, that was for three posts, but per for one, yeah. You see people like Kim Kardashian getting paid, like, literally, like, $12 million for an Instagram post, like, something ridiculous. You're like, must be nice. Like, you don't even have to do anything but take one photo and post it. <laughs>
1: And they probably edited it and emailed it to her and she just had someone else upload it too. I bet she didn't even have to do anything herself. (laughs) Right, like she didn't even
2: bash a finger.
1: Totally. Um, and then last question for you, Maddie, you mentioned earlier, and I wanted to circle back to this, when you talked about the fact that you went out and got your boobs done, I was thinking about that. And I know that being a female, there's, you know, there's so much focus on how you look all the time and about your body. Yeah. And girls, every day we wake up and there's something that we want to change about ourselves or we're, we're stressing about what we eat and we need to get our workout in because of just existing as a woman. I'm sure guys deal with this too, but, you know, Instagram has extrapolated that, right? It has really intensified the way that we feel about how we look and for someone who obviously looks amazing and has made a living off looking amazing is that a stressor in your life is that something that you know consumes you or I just wonder how much time every day you have to spend on thinking about what you look like and that that's probably exhausting at some point right
2: yeah you know um the main reason I actually got my boobs done was because I lost 40 pounds. Like, when I graduated college, I actually, like, was working so much and eating so bad because my hours for doing event planning were so bad. And I low-key actually don't really like working out. I just know I have to. So, like, back, like, a few years ago, I just kind of chose to not really work out or, like, I'd run maybe once a week or something. And so I ended up gaining 40 pounds, and I was like, this is not going to work for me like, I wasn't able to, like, really get back with my modeling stuff because, like, I need to figure this out. So I lost 40 pounds, and then my boobs went away. So that was really fun. <laughs> um, so I saved up money to be able to get my boobs done just because I was, like, really insecure about it. And it's um, one of those things when you lose weight, the, elast- the elasticity of your boobs aren't as great. Like, it just – it was sad because I did have big boobs before. And so I did it for me. Like, I feel like – uh you know, sometimes girls or guys have things to say about people getting their boobs done, their body done, like whatever. And like, that's fine. But I think at the end of the day, like someone who like actually, like I own a meal prep business has actually kind of led me to that passion because I was like, Hey, I want to help other men and women lose weight. Why not do it with my meals? Um, I also do nutrition coaching as well. So my body definitely like, is a really huge part of my life. Like, number one, the modeling stuff. Yeah, you have to look good. And there's so many people that model, you know, every single day someone's turning 18. So it's, like, one of the things, your body, your temple, you just have to take care of yourself. So, like, yeah, like, sometimes, like, of course I gain weight. and I lose weight and gain muscle and lose muscle. And it's, like, it definitely can be so stressful, but it's, like, so important to remember, like, for your mental health, that, like, it's okay to fall off sometimes. It's okay to, like, work your ass off so you can hit your goals. Like, with quarantine, it's been so hard because, like, you want to eat, like, crap. Like, you want to order pizza, like, because you don't want to have to go to the store. You don't want to have to cook um, or you're bored or whatever. So it's, like, one of those things with quarantine, it's, like, definitely been trying to work and keep up my workouts, keep hydrated, do your face mask, take baths. Like, just take care of yourself. Um, but also, you know, enjoy your life. Um, you just have to find that happy medium, especially, you know, you don't know when you're going to get a job with the modeling stuff. So you just have to really make it a lifestyle and learn how to still have fun at the same time.
1: Amazing. And in addition to being, as she mentioned, a model, an Instagram model, Maddie is also a nutrition coach. She has a meal prep company. It's called Meals by Maddie. And Maddie, the floor is yours. Promote everything you have going on so that all the listeners of this podcast can follow you. And I'm sure there's some people who are probably interested because to me, when I look at your photos, I think, wow, this is a lot of work to look this amazing is a lot of work. And the fact that you're
2: so sweet.
1: No, but it's true. That's why I asked that question, because I think that that's why you're successful and that's why people follow you is because not everybody has the discipline to look to look like you do or to eat the way that you do so i think that's interesting that you're just not trying to sell something on your instagram page but you're actually a nutrition coach as well so for people to look at your page and say wow she has an amazing body and then realize oh wait she actually has the tools to help me maybe look better is great too so so let everyone know how they can reach out to you
2: i actually am working on a website right now because they had um my blog for so long and I was like you know I don't really want to have to go and like come up with new topics every week to blog about anymore I want to be able to talk about what I want to talk about with nutrition and, and um, health in general um so I'm actually going to be launching my website like super soon it's called the more method.com and I'm going to have a variety of things on there of course I'm putting up more info on my meal prep business since I just moved out of LA People are going to be able to go and kind of look at my food and see what I do, um, as well as information about my nutrition coaching, things like that. Um, and I really want to do some like good YouTube videos with um, my best friend. We're planning on getting some fun content out there as well and kind of creating more of a fitness brand as well, because I want to be able to like give people knowledge as well as if you want to see my hot pics, go to my Insta. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's like what I'm actually working on right now. Um, today after I cook for a few people, I actually am going to work on writing some more of the hard copy for my website, but yeah. So, um, at the Maddie Moore is my Instagram. I don't really tweet, like I probably should figure that out, <laughs> but, um, right now that's where I'm at. I post on there, on there, like every single day and then, um, yeah, the more
1: Perfect. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank you for being yeah. so honest and open with us, and we appreciate it.
2: Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys for having me. I'm I'm honored to be on your guys' podcast.
1: <laughs> Steve, just like Matt with The Affair, Maddie changed my opinion on Instagram models. Not that I had... Uh, a negative opinion on Instagram models prior to that conversation. I just had a lot of questions. I didn't really understand how one day we just all woke up and said, oh, okay, Instagram models are a thing. But after talking to her, it is serious work. I mean, thinking about your body all the time, eating correctly, working with photographers, all of this stuff that she does, that takes up a lot of time and effort.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is almost like a debunked Cerruti's ideas. It's not that I was anti- IG model. It was just like, oh, cool. Like, so you're just hot, and you get you know, you get paid, which is what most people think. You're just hot, and you get paid for people to take pictures of you and post, and your life must be awesome. You're at all these cool parties, and everyone's super hot around you. It's just yeah. like this scene, which is probably true, but I don't think a lot of people, and I probably didn't going into this, understand the work that goes into that of like having to sort of find the right photographers basically work out all the time to keep yourself in tip top shape, as she said, which was great. You know, there's a new person turning 18 every day. Like it's just wild to think of it that way. There's so much competition. And I think, you know, while Instagram has made it easier for sure, for like the average person, not average, but like, you know, a good looking person to become an Instagram model and have hundreds of thousands of followers. It also means that there's infinitely more competition for you as well. So it's a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways. So you definitely have to hustle a lot. So, I, I mean, listen, in talking to Maddie, she seems really cool. She seems really down to earth, which it should be no surprise. Obviously, she's from, she's from the Lou. What's Duh, up? You but, knew um, she's going to
1: be cool. Come on, Steve. She was
0: really open, really awesome. And I love almost every answer she had, especially the one when we were asking about her DM. She said <laughs> there was some phantom Laker that was in there DMing her with a girlfriend.
1: OK, be honest, Steve. When she was talking and giving that answer, did you pull up the Lakers roster and start mentally guessing? Because I did. <laughs>
0: immediately immediately and um my first thought it's got to be Alex Caruso right Caruso seems like that kind of guy
1: you know i don't know i'm looking
0: <laughs> i'm joking there's no way it's alex no, i mean unless I know. Unless, Car- unless caruso is um i don't know who knows he seems like kind of like a gym rat obviously his hair situation's not awesome but I would be surprised if Alex Caruso was firing at random IG models
1: See, all the time. But I could be wrong. You never know. See, I knew you were joking, but I think that that might be the guy that does do it. If it was, mm. if it was a star, because we have to think about all the breadcrumbs that she left. She says that it's never a star player, right? It's never a guy that she thinks is hot and that she wants to engage with. So, yeah, yeah. it's like a guy that's relatively unknown on the Lakers that isn't, you know, what at least Maddie would think is good looking. And has a girlfriend. So we can obviously figure out this puzzle. We can figure out the riddle. We can crack the code.
0: Okay. Putting Caruso aside, I think I have two prime candidates. Oh, okay. go, go for and it. And so my first thought was it's Kyle Kuzma. That's it, I don't who think I thought. Kuzma has, but I don't think Kuzma has a girlfriend. So I think that immediately. Because remember there was a couple th- there was a thing like a couple of months ago where he was trying to get at Vanessa Hudgens and he's single. <laughs> so I don't think he has a girlfriend unless that maybe changed. So it could be him. If he does have a girlfriend, I wouldn't put it past Kyle Kuzma whatsoever. But if I'm going beyond that, the two guys that I think are the prime, I guess, candidate, suspects, whatever you want to say, Deion Waiters is one and JaVale McGee is the other one.
1: Okay. Okay. So I'm looking at Kyle Kuzma's Instagram, no sign of a girlfriend. Uh, Let's see. JaVale McGee. Yeah, but do you
0: like NBA players with girlfriends that are not super famous? I don't know. Would Kyle Kuzma, if he was dating a girl for like a couple of months, would he actually post pictures of her? Probably not. Right. I
1: don't know. That's a good question. Unless, yeah, unless they're famous and it's like Kendall Jenner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you're dating a Kardashian, then yeah. We're speaking of, maybe later this week we'll get into the Khloe Kardashian face thing because that's oh. phenomenal to me. But, yeah. um
1: Yeah, we got to talk yeah, about unless
0: that. You're dating a, unless you're dating a Kardashian, I don't think NBA players, uh, what's it for them to just post a picture with this girl that they've been dating for a couple months? I don't know. I don't think it's Kuzma. I don't think it's Kuzma.
1: Yeah. And to your point. If you are dating a girl for a couple months and it's not a uh, Jenner Kardashian or and or someone famous, and you're in Instagram models DMs, you're probably not posting your girlfriend because yeah, she's probably, probably not, not the only one.
0: <laughs> that's a good call. I mean, you know what that's, I mean? That's like a good call.
1: But... If you are Kyle Kuzma and you're dating a girl named Stephanie and you post like, "Oh, here's me and Stephanie," well, then Rebecca and Jessica and you know Star, who all these other girls that you're DMing are like, "I'm sorry." Who the, who the shit is this? You know,
0: but yeah, here's the thing, and uh, that Maddie said he's not a. He, I asked like, what is it? You know, uh, A list, B list, C list. Like he's not. He's not the LeBron level. He's not the Anthony Davis level. I wouldn't even say he's probably not even at the Dwight Howard level, right? So he's got to be something. It's got to be below probably those three guys. Yeah. Maybe even, I don't know, is Rondo in that category? I don't know. No. I don't even know the dating situation of both of these guys. It would have to be like a middle to back end of the roster guy.
1: That's why I paused when you said Caruso. I was like, maybe.
2: Well, no, but Caruso. <sighs>
0: For those of you that don't know Caruso, because like, I know not everyone is huge into sports, and especially Alex Caruso, he's like this pasty-skinned white dude who has terrible hair. I terrible. love Caruso. I love his game. I think he's like a really, really good just energy guy, which is, you know, obviously I'm not saying that because he's white, but he is a good energy guy. Um, <laughs> Scrappy. And, yeah, I'm just, yeah, like stereotype city. You know what? Stuff. Steve,
1: the motor but, the motor on that kid, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I mean, coach on the floor, all, of it, all the things you want to say <laughs> that are great about him. But Caruso, to me, just, I mean, he just doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's, like, he's not... You would know this, Michelle, maybe other people. You know, like Tyler Hero, like that guy fires Instagram models left and right. He's another white guy, plays for the Miami Heat, but he has so much swag. It's absurd. Like he has his hair braided. There's always some sort of story that's come out about, oh, uh, Tyler Hero DMs some random Instagram model. So if it was him, yeah. But Caruso does not look like that. Caruso looks like a middle-aged man. I I think he may have shaved his head. Yeah, he's in good shape, but I mean, I can't see it being Caruso.
1: But honestly, Steve, shout out Alex Caruso.
0: Listen, he's... Not the most athletic guy in the world. Um, Not the best-looking guy in the world. Still playing for the Lakers, playing media full minutes for the Lakers, and probably does pretty well in the dating scene anyway, just because you play for the Lakers. I'm sure there are plenty of girls out there that literally, as long as you play for the Lakers, it doesn't matter what you look like, they're in.
1: Right, but that's why I was, as she was saying this... And I was putting all of these puzzle pieces together. That's why I was like, oh, wow, okay. So this really only leaves a certain amount of suspects on the board. Like, if we're going Claire Danes Homeland style, we don't even need to cue up the jazz and get the red string going because there's only a couple suspects.
0: And I feel like JaVale McDee is, the reason I say him, is he's a total wild card. He's basically been all over the place. And, I don't know, been like a little bit of a menace and seems like the kind of guy that would do something like that. Again, I don't know if he's dating anyone. Maybe if the Small Talk crew have to look into... Who actually has girlfriends on the Lakers? Because yeah. then I'll probably that'll probably cut it in half at least. Totally. Because if it's a single guy, then who cares, right?
1: Oh, totally. But she said this person obviously had a girlfriend, so you know the mystery remains. But let's be real: we have the best listeners in podcast, the BLIP right yeah the blip and uh shout out to to the small talk listeners but i think that they will be able to crack the case there's no way that by the time we drop another podcast someone hasn't dm'd us being like this is the culprit
0: what if it was janice's brother
1: you know what i'm looking at the roster and i thought hmm i maybe
0: (laughs) (laughs) but here's the thing though I would want to date Giannis's brother, right? Because like, but
1: do you think Maddie still, knows who Giannis still, is? Do you know what I mean? She's probably not like, oh, Giannis's yeah. brother's in my DM. She's probably like, who's this guy?
0: I don't know. I feel like she would do some. Yeah, I feel like she would know who. I mean, he's he's the reigning MVP. He's one of the, I mean, globally one of the most famous basketball players in the world. I think she would know who Giannis was. Damn. Yeah.
1: You know, I appreciate that she wanted to protect this guy's identity, even though he was so sheisty in the DMs, having a girlfriend, DMing her and all her friends and then deleting the DMs. I said in the pot, that's a professional play. This is someone that, you know, is doing this all the time.
0: I wonder who falls for that, because all the girls are going to talk, right? They're all going to say, hey, I got this DM from so-and-so. And oh, they yeah. be like, hmm, that's sketchy as hell. Does anyone take the bait on that ever?
1: Of course they do, or else the guy wouldn't be firing with such a high percentage. There's no way it hasn't worked for him. Because if you fire on, let's say, five girls and none of them respond, you're going to change your tactics, right? Clearly, he's doing it because it's worked.
0: Here's another question of mine. If you are a guy or a girl and you fire a DM and it works out, right? You end up going out on a date with that person and you start dating them for a whatever. Mm -hmm. Are you always in the back of your mind worried that that person is also still in their DM hitting up people? Because obviously if you've done it once, you would do it again, right?
1: Oh, for sure. Like when Maddie was saying that her last relationship ended because the guy was uncomfortable with just her lifestyle, I guess, like her profession and him knowing that so many dudes were in her DMs. And she was like, you can read through these messages and see that I'm not responding to them. I thought, wow, that's how you know that she's being for real. And I'm surprised the guy didn't respond to that because really, that's the only thing that you could do to put your significant other, I think, at ease is be like, here's the password. Check it out. You know what I mean? I'm not responding. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if a guy fired at me in my DMs and then we started dating that way and I knew that that was his preferred mode of picking someone up, yeah, I'd be like, how many other people have you been DMing at this point?
0: But that was actually a good, because we were talking about this before we had Maddie on about how hard it is for her and people like her to date. Because it is intimidating. Like, I know a lot of guys that would be intimidated by that. What, exactly what she said. Like, super good-looking, independent person. Obviously, she's successful in what she does. And she's very public faith, like, forward-facing to the public. Got over 100,000 Instagram followers. Yeah. There are a lot of guys that would not be comfortable with that just right off the bat. And that's, I'm not saying that's right or it, cause it's not, I mean, to each their own, do whatever you want to do. But I imagine that could be a big problem to I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have sort of experienced that to, to, to some degree as well. Like for a famous woman to, you know, have all these people around her and, you know, be a very you know, public facing, forward facing person. Not every guy is down with that, Michelle.
1: Yeah, no, I haven't experienced it obviously to the level that Maddie has, but it, uh, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. And, you know, I'm sure it extends to males too. And I guess like, like taking me out of it, I want to focus just on Maddie for a second. For her, she's obviously a very beautiful girl, you know, say however you want it, 10 of 10, dime, use any sort of verbiage that you want. She's very good looking. I'm sure when she walks in a room, guys' heads are turning, right? And you and I talk about, what attracts people to other people, whether it's their face, their body. Obviously, we know in the end, personality and, you know, compatibility is really all that matters. But you want to be physically attracted to the person that you're dating. That's the the first thing that catches your eye, right? And there is a point where you're like, you've heard it. Some people say you want to be more attractive than your significant other. Or, you know, people will say things of that nature. But then it gets to the point of like... Is that true, though? I don't know. That's what I was just going to say. Is that true? Because she talked about wanting to date somebody that was hot and like moving to L.A. You know, she was like, there's obviously a bigger pool of people for me to date. But I wonder where the delineation is, because you want to be physically attracted to someone. It's kind of a, oh, wow, look at how hot my significant other is. And I wonder when it turns, when it goes from being a positive to like, wow, everyone else thinks my significant other is really hot, too. And now I am threatened by it.
0: Yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong. It's not exclusively this way, but it's more of a one-way street. I think guys want to outkick their coverage. I think girls sometimes are okay dating someone or being with someone who isn't as attractive as them.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. I totally agree. My, What's the reason for that, though? Because we're less shallow? I don't know. I just think that, I don't, and I don't even mean that as a negative or do days.
0: Or do women like the fact, is it possible that, like, she could be like, I'm the hot person in this relationship. You know what I mean? And it works that, and that just works that way. Whereas I don't think dudes don't think at it this way. Dudes, they try to just basically date and marry the hottest person they can. A lot. I'm like, I'm not saying that's every case, but it's a lot like that's kind of how it is, right? And they want to be able to show. You're right. to their friends be like, Oh, this is my wife. She's super hot. Whatever. I don't know if girls always think that way, and they they definitely don't always think that way.
1: No. When we talk about things that we want in a man, my friends and I, if I'm being straight up with you the only thing with looks that ever even gets mentioned is height if a guy oh
0: girl that's true if a girl, guy girl, that's is that's talking
1: height. about yeah. a girl he's like okay blonde i want her to look like this 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 whatever with and i can only speak to myself and my friends but it's like he's really smart. He's kind. He's so funny. He's attentive to me. He's tall. No one's ever like, wow, he's so tan. I'm so into him. Or like, have you seen his calves? Amazing. No one talks about that. And and I know that there are females out there that want to date a guy because he's got abs or big arms or they're attracted to their bodies. Of course that exists. But I'm just saying from where I sit, none of my friends have ever said I married this guy or I'm in a serious relationship with this guy because of his pecs
0: uh and then someone like you would be like i just need someone who's attractive yeah. you know i just need somebody who's maybe carrying an extra 20 to 25 pounds right. but it's also very funny like you totally. uh, or well and then that makes me think so height is the ultimate deal breaker for girls but also for Jessica Not all. from love is blind it's also age too right girls don't want to date a guy that's a lot younger than them
1: and unfortunately mark checked both those boxes so
0: yeah wow well, that's true mark was uh But there are plenty of short girls out there for Mark. And plus again, Jessica, he he did, he did just fine. Although I I would argue that Mark was even worse than Jessica at times. That is very true. I remember I have a friend who's five eight and he is the shortest friend that we have. And He's not, that's, 5'8's like actually not even that short. And he'll also, no. he'll always remind us, like, 5'8 is that's the national average. It's the national <laughs> average. He's like very into telling us that he is average height. Right. And I'm 5'10. And there are times that I, there are times that me, when I'm 5'10, where I feel tall. And there are times that I feel really short. Yeah. I mean, when I'm hanging out with like other athletes, especially people at ESPN when I was there. I felt short a lot of the time. Yeah. But then there are other times, like in my own family, like there aren't very many tall people in my family. I'm like one of the tallest people in my family. So it's like a very weird sort of dichotomy, I guess. I don't know. I'm sort of insecure about my height. And I'm 5'10, I'm like above the national average.
1: Yeah, I can understand how that would be something that's stressful for guys. And then I would say, and imagine the standards that you hold women to sometimes. So I don't feel feel badly for you. And anyway, sorry that you're not tall. (laughs) And you know what's amazing? I saw this meme the other day, and it just really hit home for me where guys are like, You know, a girl says something like, oh, I really only want to date a guy that's above six foot. And he's like, you know, screw you. That's not something that we can change. Meanwhile, he's like, I want a girl with big boobs, a small waist, a thick ass, long, luscious hair, tan. All of these things that guys will say, this is what I like. Those are things that women have to change about themselves. You know, some people are born that way, but it it was just a funny meme. And I thought, wow, that is so true. Guys get very defensive that they can't be taller.
0: It is very true. Yes. And I'll also say this, going back to Maddie, I was very happy that you asked the question about her getting um, her breast done or her, her boob job because well, a, I think people wanted to hear about it when she mentioned it. um if you go to her page, obviously you could see. And B, I thought it would have been really weird if I asked that question, so yeah. I'm very happy that you asked that question, but, totally. uh, but her answer was, yeah, but her, but her answer was really great and that, because you know, I mean, everyone who listens to this podcast knows we are a very pro plastic surgery podcast. Right. If you want to get plastic surgery to make yourself feel better, then we are all for that. I will never judge anyone for getting plastic surgery. I mean, I, that's actually not necessarily true, because I think sometimes there are some bad plastic surgery jobs that need to be talked about, but if you want to get a move <laughs> job, if you want to get a tummy tuck, if you want to get whatever to make yourself feel better, I don't know why anyone would have a problem with that like let them be what they want to be so to hear her talk about her sort of weight gain right and then her weight loss and how she wasn't happy with the way that they looked and then how now she is and she want to get a boob job for that specific purpose i actually thought that was one of the best answers she had
1: completely agree and i know on this podcast we talk about like being a pro plastic surgery podcast and we debate body versus face we walk a delicate line here because I want to have conversations that people are actually having. And that these are things that people talk about. They, they talk about body. They talk about traditional beauty standards and all of these things. And I understand that we live in a patriarchal society and, you know, impossible standards of beauty are being set all the time. And that none of that really matters at the end of the day. Like, yes, you want to be attracted to someone, but you're going to be attracted to them at the end of the day for what's inside of them. But you have to be physically attracted to someone. But while we do exist in this world... I understand what it's like to be a female and understand what it's like mm-hmm. for someone who is in, on some sort of a platform to have people comment on how I look. And it's a very weird thing, right? If you are just with your friends and you show up and they're like, you look amazing. Have you lost weight? You, you, what did you do with your hair? All of these things. That's you existing in your real world. For me, I hate being on camera. I hate when the station has me do stuff and you know, things of me get posted because inevitably it's just all, it's never about what I say. It's about what I look like and that's such an annoying and stressful space to exist in sometimes and I can turn it on and off I have the luxury of my platform being an audio based platform I don't have to worry about what I look like when I come in every morning because I just have to worry about my prep and what I my opinions and my interview and what I have to say and so As someone who's dealt with it on a smaller scale but understands just the stressors of being a female from day-to-day living, I wondered about that. If she feels pressure to get her boobs done or she feels pressure to get plastic surgery or when your entire career and your livelihood is essentially based on what you look like, I can't imagine how overwhelming those feelings could get at times and the stress that you would put on yourself internally to look perfect all the time. It has to be exhausting.
0: Yeah. The lasting sort of impression that I got from talking to Maddie and... I really, really enjoyed it. Again, is that there's a lot more work and stress that goes into her job than I think a lot of people think, or her, you know, her her career, her profession, whatever you want to call it. So I know she has multiple things, but her like Instagram model profession, there's a lot more than just, hey, I'm going to look hot and sit by a pool and have somebody take my pictures. Like, I think everyone thinks that's what it is, but it's really a lot. It's like anything else. It's like becoming a good shooter in the NBA or becoming a good hitter in baseball. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that people don't see that gets you to that point of hitting, you know, the game-winning shot or whatever. And for her, yeah, everyone just thinks that her life is unbelievable and she gets to hang out and, you know, just hang out with all these famous people and be, you know, DM'd by random Lakers players, which is true. <laughs> but that's not it. Like, there's there's more that goes into it than that. I think more than anything, that's what I sort of learned from this interview.
1: Completely agree. And before we get to a review, I want to leave it on this. People are going to think this is insane, but one thing that Maddie said that really struck me is about her putting herself out there. And I agreed with her because I think that is brave for you to say, hey, I feel confident in myself and the way that I look and I'm going to share these pictures is she talks about haters we talk about people on instagram but for you to feel confident in yourself and be able to put it out there and not care what other people think is brave it's like will kane was tweeting about this because that tom brady series is coming out man in the arena and he posted the teddy roosevelt speech and i went back and read it and mm-hmm. there, there is truth to that you know you are opening yourself up to people who are going to make fake profiles and tell you you suck and try to tear you down but at the end of the day I would rather be someone who puts myself out there and tries to do what I love to do and hopefully make a career out of it and deal with these miserable people than be somebody that sits at home and stays static and stagnant and hates my life. And so I really appreciated her revealing that to people because I think that people do look at her and they're like, wow, she's beautiful. She's doing all these things with her lives. But they don't realize that by putting herself out there, there is a lot of negatives that come with it.
0: I couldn't agree more. I even, in some aspects of my life, and this is like to a much lesser degree, and it's not physical, but like, I just know that, like when I'll be watching something and I'll be very judgy about what people are tweeting. For example, like, you know, obviously during the last dance, everyone wanted to be a part of that. Everyone was tweeting things and like some people were better at it than others and it's fine, but I'm always kind of in my head being like, is this tweet good enough or is it funny enough? Or is this take interesting enough for me to actually post where there are plenty of times where I get in my own head and I don't actually post anything, which isn't necessarily good either. To Batty's point, what she told us, it is really cool and important Like, just be who you are. Whether people like you or not, you shouldn't always worry about those things. And, like, I like to think I'm a person that doesn't really let other people's opinions sort of impact the way I live my life. And that is sort of true to some extent. But we're all imperfect. We all see the bad, you know, things that are written about us or whatever. And her, I'm sure, to a much more degree than myself. But. It's just cool to hear her be like, I don't really care. I'm going to do me and getting my boobs done and post pictures of myself. She even said, I think one of the most interesting things was that she was like, I'm not that outgoing of a person. I'm not this person that's always partying left and right just because my pictures make it look like that way. Like I'm not really that way, which is I feel like a lot of people. And uh, I just kind of found her overall outlook really, really interesting.
1: And you know what? If you put yourself out there like Maddie, maybe you too could get 1500 bucks and some free Budweiser swag.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, and I'm sure she gets a ton of swag, and I'm also, ter- I'm also sure she gets a ton of DMs from random people, totally. which I probably wouldn't want, but I guess that's just the hazard of the job.
1: It's That's just debris that you have to deal with on the way to the Budweiser swag.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Although, I always find, like, we've asked Will about it, we've talked about it, we asked Maddie about it, like, the DM stuff is so fascinating to me, and it will never not be fascinating to me.
1: I know, I know. All right, well, Steve, before we wrap this up, let's get to a review. If you haven't already, please head to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to Small Talk, rate it preferably five stars, and leave a review. Like, uh, our friend Baron Frost, title, cool, we care, five stars, says, been listening Since the SVP Rossillo days, my week isn't complete unless I get a life update on my guys. We need some freeze pops updates but thanks for the content. Stay safe during the apocalypse and Goodnight Boston.
0: Yeah, we still haven't figured out the Goodnight Boston clothes thing. I mean I know. It's been real is awful, but now I just say it kind of because it's because I know it's terrible right. Goodnight Boston was always terrible um
1: but so i don't know if there's
0: something st louis related i don't know we we do need to figure this out honestly we should just crowdsource this like tell us what we should close with tell us what you think is funny and maybe we'll maybe we'll get some inspiration from that
1: yeah you know good night boston i was just so anti-boston after the stanley cup final it just didn't work anymore and
0: i'm always anti-boston so it's fine
1: yeah we this is you pro plastic surgery podcast anti-boston podcast for sure
0: yeah there's no more well-represented city in sports media, maybe media in general, than Boston. No, it's specifically sports. I feel like every website, and like I'm not dissing these websites or whatever, but they always have massive, bo- like half of their staff comes from Boston. Boston, we don't need any more Boston podcasts. We're good on that for now.
1: I think we're good on Boston sports media people for a lifetime. I think we're straight there. It's
0: true. It's That's true. true. And listen, uh when Tom Brady, obviously he's not there anymore. Let's see how many Patriot fans are still out there. Let's see how many, uh, what is it, do their job hashtags we see on Twitter during game day. I feel like it's going to be significantly less.
1: You know, okay, so speaking of Freeze Pops, he and I talked about this on our show. He was saying that he and all of his friends, obviously Boston guys, obviously Pats guys, are following Brady to Tampa Bay, that they will buy Tom Brady jerseys, they're going to be locked into watching Tom Brady, that their allegiance is to TB12 more than it is to the Patriots.
0: Interesting, because like LeBron is that way, but LeBron is more of a mercenary than Tom Brady obviously was. Like LeBron's played for, what, four different, he's played in three different teams four different times. Whereas I don't think past fans should be able to do that. You either support the player or you support the team. I don't think you can then just become a Bucks fan because you like Tom Brady so much. That doesn't mean, that means you're not a pass fan.
1: I couldn't agree more. I made this argument on the show. I said, listen, for instance, Yadier Molina, Cardinals icon, right? yadi wants to play past his contract. If he can't get a deal worked out with the Cardinals, he's definitely going to play somewhere else. And it's going to break my heart. I will die seeing him wearing another city's laundry. However, I'm not buying a Yachty or Molina Mets jersey. There's no way. Exactly. I will wear, I will exactly. rep Yachty in a Cardinals jersey. Well, I don't wear jerseys, period. I think they're, you know, that's a whole nother thing. But if I did, if I was a jersey person, I would wear a Yachty Cardinals jersey and rep him that way. There's no way I would be supporting the Mets, even though one of my favorite players is playing for a different team. There's no way I'd do it.
0: Yeah, if you're a Pats fan and you buy a Brady or a Gronk Bucks jersey and you actively watch those games and root for them, then that's sort of fraudulent fandom. You're a past fan. You should be watching and buying Jared Stidham jerseys. That's what you should be doing. That's the next stage in your fandom career. You don't get to just enjoy the rest of Tom Brady's career on another team. That doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, he left you. Stop looking so desperate.
0: Well, that makes me think that – well, actually, I'll say this. If you pick one, if you pick Brady, and that means you have to be a Bucks fan going forward then, right? Yeah. Like, I guess maybe I'll allow that. Like, if you're saying, okay, I love Tom Brady. He's my favorite player. I'm going to root for the Bucks now. You can't just go back to the past afterwards, though, can you? Like, you have to, at some point, you have to pick a side.
1: I look at it as a relationship, right? Brady said, hey, we've had some good years. I'm not having fun anymore. I'm not in love with you anymore. I've moved on. And I just think as a Pats fan, you need to respect his decision and say, okay, we're done. I'm going to move on to someone else, a.k.a. Jared Stidham. And you enjoy your phase two for you to follow after him and cheer for him and then leave your team. Yeah. I think that there should be some sort of stipulations. If you're leaving the Pats to cheer for Brady, then you shouldn't be allowed back. You shouldn't, you should, that's a fair weather fan. You should not be allowed back in the Patriots fold once they're good again. It's just, it's dumb.
0: I'm trying to think of an analogy. Like, would this be like, so in this scenario, Tom Brady is the girlfriend the paths are the boyfriend. Okay. And what would the fans be? The parents or something? That would be like if your boyfriend, Michelle, hypothetically, you were dating this guy. Then he broke up with you and started dating someone else. And your parents just kept in contact and, and kept following him and kept texting him and yeah. wanted to know what was going on in his life. That's not how this works.
1: Right. Yeah. They need to put a stop to all communication. It needs to just be over. You know, cut the cord. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What side are you on here? So anyway, you know, we said we hated Boston. We just did like five minutes on Boston. So now I hate myself.
1: I hate myself too. So let's end this podcast. Thank you again to Maddie for the great conversation. Hopefully she answered some of your questions about the secret lives of Instagram models. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Anthony for putting all of this together. Thank you, Steve, for another great conversation. Steve and I will be back in action very soon. But until then, stay home. Well, I guess depending on where you live, you might not have to stay home anymore, but... Follow the guidelines that are presented to you in the state that you live in. Stay healthy, stay safe, and please wash your hands.
0: Yeah, don't be a Karen or a chat. Just follow the rules. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.